If you or a loved one has a hoarding problem, let's work together on a solution. Thank you for stopping by the Hoarding Solution podcast and checking out Tuesdays with Tammy. And today I want to talk about a concept that has haunted me for a long time around hoarding issues. And it is the fact that people often don't believe us as the adult kids of parents that hoard when we try to share what's actually going on in the residence or the household. And I often find that there's a perception that hoarding is cute or some kind of eclectic behavior that we can just kind of accept because the person is nice and kind and does lots of things for other people in the community. And while I don't think we have the right necessarily to stomp all over everyone's way of living, I do believe we also need to look at it from the other angle and recognize that some people aren't living in good conditions and they are not actually living in my opinion. It's more like surviving in the stuff and in the clutter. And so I ask people to believe us when we tell you about hoarding. And oftentimes people don't seem to recognize that it's as severe of a problem as it actually is. And if you are a person that has never encountered hoarding and can barely fathom what that looks like, I can understand why it is a challenge to wrap your head around it, which is why it's so valuable to listen to someone who has seen it, who has lived it, who has smelled it, who deals with it right now with our hoarding parents. And I've always kind of kept a conservative estimate, but I had this realization today that the estimate in the USA alone is that approximately 19 million, I'm going to say that again, 19 million people in the USA alone struggle with a hoarding issue. It's often thought that hoarding is underreported as well, because a lot of people don't self-report this issue. There's shame, guilt, mental health, trauma. There's so much wrapped up in it that hoarding is way more than stuff. So if 19 million people have a hoarding issue and they impact just one other person, we're talking 38,000, sorry, let me rephrase that, 38 million people impacted by hoarding somehow. We all know that if someone hoards, they're impacting more than one person, although they may not recognize it. So it is necessary for us to look at this in a broader way, so macro and micro, and look at this from all angles. And I believe that that is what part of the purpose is for this podcast and the purpose of Homes Are For Living, the purpose of The Hoarding Solution, the purpose of this podcast is to expose some of these issues in a real way. So if I am the adult kid 
and I come and have a conversation with a medical provider, a mental health provider, a social worker, um, a church situation where they're concerned, and you ask me what's happening, or as I've experienced, you tell me that I'm the only one that can fix it, but then you don't listen to what the problem is, then I don't see how that is solving the issue. And I'm here to tell you that hoarding looks like bottles and stuff and takeout things stacked on a stove, on the burners, around the burners, all the way from the burner up to the light in the fan. That is what hoarding looks like. Hoarding is a sink full of dirty dishes, rancid water, bottles knocking over, plastic silverware that you can't possibly redeem. It's also a kitchen you cannot use because the counters are covered with stuff. Literally covered with stuff. There is no room for a plate. There is no room for a bowl. You cannot cook. You cannot wash dishes. And therefore that leads to a lack of nutrition for a lot of folks in hoarding situations. If you look at the fridge, it's probably packed full of expired items. There's usually a distinct odor of rotten things that have not been taken care of. The person that hoards will get new products and there is no room in their fridge. So it goes in a cooler with an ice block on the porch. The smell, if you are walking into a hoarded space that has squalor and rotten food and old packages you, and anything to do with food that has not been disposed of, there is a smell. If there's pets in that space, there is a smell. If there's rodents, there is a smell. There is a distinct and specific odor in hoarding situations. In many conversations I've had, people ask me if I watch the shows. I've watched a few. I can relate to the trauma, drama, pain, anger, angst. All of that is very true and accurate. But part of the reason I don't watch it is because I can smell it. And I've been around it as a kid. I've been around it as an adult in my family. And I've been around it with clients. And it's not always as severe as you might think. But there is definitely an odor. The problem is, is that the person that hoards usually has a lack of insight as to what the problem is, how severe it is, and the risks that they're personally running just for themselves in a hoarding situation from lack of nutrition, lack of space to eat, lack of safety stemming from avalanche risk. Fire risk is huge in hordes with things stacked on burners, things stacked around burners. Um, if a first responder is required to go into a space, they often have a hard time with ingress, egress because of all the stuff that is in the space. And it stops the trajectory. I'm sorry. It increases the trajectory of the fire. It, and I'm not using the right, I'm trying to get to the right word here. It increases the heat of the fire. It increases the intensity. It increases um, how how much danger a person is exposed to in those situations, and particularly firefighters. The lack 
um, of ability to get in and out is a huge factor. And that's why sometimes it becomes surround and ground versus enter and rescue. And that's a life-saving measure for those firefighters. So there are a lot of people that are impacted by hoarding. And I'm going to go on to say hoarding also looks like a bed covered with stuff, nowhere for a person to sleep, or a little tiny space for the person to sleep once they move a bunch of stuff off the bed. And um, it looks like not being able to enter a room or exit a room because of the stuff. And it's very sad, actually, particularly if you're a person who um, cares about your parent or your loved ones or even just a friend or family member that you know, um, there's so much trauma that's going on in those situations. And it's impossible to sit at a kitchen table or eat a meal or visit in that space. I mean, I've seen spaces where it's one chair and that's all that's available. And speaking of that, I recently had an experience where I reflected on the fact that when I used to visit my parents in the hoarded home, the only space I could go was to sit on a little stool in the doorway uh, in the main entrance of the house. And that is where the visit would be conducted. Eventually, it got to the point where I could not sit in the space. I could not be there it may be very claustrophobic. The smell was overwhelming. And I eventually transitioned to, I'll only visit um, at a restaurant or a friend's house or eventually in my camper that I placed there um, so that I would have somewhere to stay and we would have somewhere actually clean to visit. Um, that did not happen till my father actually no longer lived in the horde. He moved to a nursing home, um, which was a blessing. But the very fact that if you are an adult kid of parents that hoard, and my hashtag for that is A-K-O-P-T-H, and if you are in a position where, where you are trying to explain what's going on, what's happening, and the person you're talking with really doesn't understand what hoarding is or what it looks like, it's a very daunting task to try to explain why you're concerned and what the issues actually are. And so if you are a professional who has never seen hoarding, haven't studied it, have never seen a picture, have never talked about it, then I invite you to get more familiar with it before you offer advice, recommendations, or judgment. And I have had people tell me that I'm the only one who could fix the problem, which is inaccurate. Many of us who have parents that hoard are not qualified to deal with mental health issues. And it is a travesty to load that on someone who more than likely left home to get away from hoarding situations. And I think it's time that people start asking more questions of us versus telling us what it is we ought to do. Because a lot of people have not experienced it and don't know. So anyhow, if you're trying to figure out things um, and, and trying to resolve a hoarding issue, or if you're just trying to figure out who to talk to and not pull a hair out of your head, then I invite you to join us in the Hoarding Solution community, which is on Facebook. You can find us at the Hoarding Solution, also on Facebook and Instagram. And feel free to call and leave a message or give us some feedback on the podcast. 
Um, let us know topics or issues you'd like to hear more about. And just know that Tuesdays with Tammy is really about um, saying it like it is and calling it out and sharing some of my experiences because there are just way too many of us struggling with this and we need a voice and we need solutions. And that's why the hoarding solution came about. So thanks for stopping by and I hope you have a great day and I'll talk with you again soon. The Today I Decide Mental Health Summit will be held virtually on Saturday, April 3rd, 2021. This summit is designed to provide hope and to show others that they are not alone in overcoming mental health challenges. Mental health issues plague many people in our world, and we may not always know that until it is too late. This summit is bringing awareness to mental health issues providing a place for discussion, awareness, and resilience solutions. We've got many amazing speakers uh, lined up sharing their stories of overcoming struggle and resilience. I'm very honored to be one of the speakers for this amazing event. I invite you to join us. You can find more information with our hashtag, Today I Decide. And you can also find more details and check out the great sponsorship options at veteranssocialsummit.com. Thank you so much for being willing to be a part of the solution.